0: Have you ever felt like the work you were supposed to love is instead sucking your soul and you aren't making the impact you always dreamed of making? If so, you aren't alone. From broke and underemployed to six figures plus, powered only by daydreams and grit, I realized I was burning out and my values of freedom, purpose, and making an impact were taking the backseat to my wallet. I realized that I needed to build my own field guide to awesome from the inside out. So I gave it all up and I traveled the world to rediscover what was most important to me and create a business that filled my pockets, filled my soul and allowed me to multiply my impact. But the question is, how will I do it? Join me on my journey and find out as we build our community of experts and share the secrets of success from the inside out. My name is Trina Serechia and this is the Field Guide to Awesome. Welcome back to the Field Guide to Awesome, folks. In last week's episode, I spoke again with Sue Perez. Sue Perez is an Emmy award-winning television makeup artist for NBC Universal. She's also worked on the Dr. Oz show, HBO, and Law and & Order SVU. She's also the author of Beneath the Makeup: 12 Lessons to Empower and Inspire You. It was a powerful episode, folks. So if you missed it, make sure to go back and check it out. But don't go yet, folks. My next guest is Mari Suzuki, the con Marie of cooking, and the author of the Amazon number one best-selling cookbook, Kitchen Wizard Flexipes. Mari and I talk again about her new YouTube cooking show, where she reveals never-before-translated Japanese cooking secrets. Join me in welcoming Mari Suzuki. Hey, Mari, thank you so much for coming back on the show. We I am so excited to have you back. Um, we spoke earlier this spring. And listeners, if you want to catch her episode in the, from the spring, it's episode 17. All right, but don't go yet, folks, because we have an awesome, awesome conversation catching back up with Mari Suzuki. Mari, I'm so happy you're back.
1: Trina, thank you so much for having me back. Anytime I will say yes to your invitation.
0: <laughs> Thank you. You know, we've been friends ever since we did the interview, the first interview. And um, you have some exciting things coming up that we're going to talk about later on in the episode. But you also had a cool mindset shift that happened recently. <laughs> yes. So tell me about that. What was what were you um, just recently overcoming? So
1: one of the major things which I overcame, I mean, until recently, I didn't really think that was the uh, major challenge, is that my not wanting to niche down, or you could say I was unable to niche down. Mm. And the reason why is that, you know, what I teach is three-step cooking process that help you know, people save 30 minutes a day, you know, every day and they make their life in the kitchen so much easier. So th- I know this method works, but then for, for firm, all of a sudden I'm like, oh, yeah, it works for anybody. But, you know, I felt like I was not good enough mm. to, um, to fit into their as a perfect solution. The majority of people who came to me was moms, especially with little kids. And then I was like, oh, yeah, but then, you know, I don't have kids. And then everybody kept talking, saying that, well, but then even if you don't have kids, if you tell me, help me, I don't care. But then I kept thinking like, oh, yeah, but then I don't have kids. I don't understand. They, They wouldn't be, you know, they will get mad and then all that kind of, you know. Straight to the rabbit hole.
0: Yeah. And I'm so glad that you brought up the concept of niching and admitted that it was something that was really challenging for you. Yeah. Because that is something that is huge in both the entrepreneurial world and the coaching world with coaches. Because the thing is with coaches, that essentially with the skills that you have in coaching, you could help anyone. As a kitchen wizard, like you, Mari, with your three-step process, you can help anyone. But when it comes time to reaching out and catching the attention of people, the biggest challenge is you can't speak to anyone. You need to speak to a specific group
1: exactly because you know a lot of people say like oh yeah i mean you have a great thing and then you uh weight loss industry is so huge you should focus on these people yes i did lose weight but then i didn't lose like you know 100 pounds Mm. you know what i mean and then in that sense i was like oh yeah i'm not good enough because i i I couldn't say that i lost 100 pounds or whatever or like people who is have like you know um need to eat, really need to eat healthy because they have, you know, chronic illness or like, you know, getting old, whatever. I felt like I fall short in that area too, because I never really had, or I should say I stopped before I, I had the, I had developed diabetes and everything. I mean, do I really have to go through all these agonies
0: to be able to teach somebody? Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And you have the solution. And I think one of the most wonderful things that I noticed in what you just spoke about is that originally months ago, you had the challenge of speaking to everyone and really trying to figure out who do you actually speak to and not feeling like you're speaking to the right people Mm -hmm. to noticing over time that who was being drawn to your message, which mm-hmm. I think is spectacular and it turned out it was moms of kids of, of small kids. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and then you know these moms uh, not only they were coming to me, but then also they are the most motivated because they're willing to do anything for their kids, even though they may not want to start eating healthy for themselves. And right. then with, you know, mom with the children, I can make a bigger impact because, you know, childhood obesity is getting worse and worse. And then um, what I teach is actually a Japanese, based on Japanese cooking process, mm-hmm. all the moms in Japan use to, you know, raise their kids uh, to be um, healthy eaters and everything. And um, as a matter of fact, in Japan, only three percent for kids four percent for adults
0: in japan in in japanese culture
1: yes and then in the u.s 17 percent of kids age under 12
0: are obese and yeah yeah we have an idea of what the percentage is for american adults it's quite Uh, high.
1: Yeah. It's like every every single day it's going higher and higher, like maybe like 40% or something. I
0: don't know. It's like,
1: it's 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 ridiculously high.
0: Yeah. It's a lot. And so it's so exciting to have a conversation with you now that you've really narrowed your niche. And I bet it was challenging because I know you don't have children yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of coaches struggle with, well, I'm not, my exact avatar i'm not my exact the exact person that i serve Mm -hmm. so how can i truly serve them Mm -hmm. Um, and i love that you were able to bridge that gap because you have a solution
1: Mm -hmm. yeah well and then this solution is available in japanese but not in english you know so Mm -hmm. if i don't do that these people would continue to Struggle because how many people would be, you know, willing to spend years to learn Japanese to be able to figure that out? I mean, it will take forever.
0: You know, yeah. so. I love that you've been able to translate the style, the the Japanese style of <laughs> cooking, for the American audience.
1: Right, and then it's not necessarily Japanese food, but then the uh, Japanese method that makes it. Um, easier for anybody to be able to whip up meals, a lot easier what, than what they are doing.
0: That's awesome. That's fantastic. <clears throat> and so let's talk about how your business has grown. I remember talking offline with you recently and you were talking about business, not being a sprint, but a marathon. mm-hmm So tell me a little more about that.
1: (laughs) So um, even though I heard that business is not a a sprint, but the marathon thing for many, many times, I, I kept thinking that it is a sprint. I was expecting things to happen right away you know you hear about these overnight success and then especially nowadays 19 year old Instagrammer who becomes millionaire and everything so i thought that if it's really good it's going to happen but it's not Mm -hmm. i mean these people probably might be young and everything but then they're doing something right you know and then me comp then when we compare with other people, we don't know all the backgrounds, you know, all the struggles at the beginning, or like how consistent they were, how relentless they were, how they didn't care about like other people's opinion, and then they just kept, you know, showing up and then posting and posting and posting. I mean, that's the only way that would happen. And then the thing is, if I really think about it, these people who i mean a lot of people are like me and then you know do like i don't know like do like 10 videos and then it's like okay i only have like 20 subscribers whatever it's not working but then these people you don't see them i mean you you don't you don't see you know the people who has like my million followers or whatever these these are the people who continued on And then I don't know what happened at the beginning, but then at the beginning, they probably had a lot of crickets just like I did, but then they they just kept showing up. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah. You know, this is something that I talk a little bit about uh, when I do my lives. In business, it's about consistency, consistency, consistency. Mm -hmm. And I also, um, there's, a concept that I like to talk about, and it's kind of like melting the ice cube. You have an ice cube in the freezer, all right? Mm. And the freezer is at, say, I'm just making up numbers, folks, okay? Say the freezer is at 30 below zero. All right. That's a, that's a really cold freezer and you have this ice cube that you're waiting to melt and nothing in your business is going to happen until that ice cube melts. And you keep doing the work, you keep showing up, you keep being consistent and increasing that temperature a degree at a time, a degree at a time, a degree at a time. It can feel frustrating at first because you're not seeing the ice cube melt yet. And you don't see all the work that you've done (laughs) already which is Mm -hmm. getting the temperature in the freezer from 30 below up to freezing all right and so as long as that ice cube is still at if we use the Fahrenheit measurement of 32 degrees above zero then the ice cube is just not going to melt and you're not going to see any change but you you've already done so much work uh-huh. Changing sixty degrees of um, temperature and and warming it up, and all you need is and a lot of people quit before they pass that that freezing mark. Uh-huh. You know, and when all they needed to do is to wait at just a degree more, a degree more, a half a degree more, and then the ice starts to melt. All right, you keep up the consistency and you build momentum. And then before you know it, you have a melted ice cube. You are absolutely right. It's it's not a sprint. It's There's no overnight success. No matter how much you see people in your field, it looks like they had overnight success. It's You don't see all of the work that they put into um, their business up until now. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You know, it's comparing our messy back end with everybody else's mm. shiny front end.
1: Exactly. And then very often they don't share these uh, messy back end or like how how much struggle they had in the in the past and everything. So,
0: yeah, and that's one of the reasons that we have these conversations on the Field Guide to Awesome, because I love to celebrate successes, but you don't really have a success until you have overcome something, overcome yeah. a challenge. And mm-hmm. I am always so grateful to my guests when they share their challenge because then I get to celebrate their successes. And also my listeners get a chance to see how somebody has struggled with niching, mm-hmm. for example, in this case <laughs> and saying, oh, "Struggling with it, struggle with it, struggle with it. But you know what? This other person struggled with it too. And they finally were able to make a, a decision a niche decision. Mm-hmm. Decision, yeah. Decision, yes. And then they see movement in their business,
1: right? And then the thing is, you know, I'm not saying that this decision I just decided to make is not may or may not stick, but then right. at least I can make a decision like, okay, it didn't work. I have to find something else. Oh wow, this is this was great. At least I know exactly what their pain point is because when i'm talking to mom with little kids you know three people household or mom with 10 grown-up kids or maybe even teenagers who eats like a ton of food or like 80 years old who needs to eat really healthy i mean they what they need might be the same but then the way i have to talk with them is completely different
0: Absolutely. And then because
1: I didn't do that, my message was very watered
0: down. Mm. I love that you mentioned that your message was watered down and now it um, is much more powerful because you can speak directly to the needs of your ideal client. And when I, mm-hmm. we talk about ideal client, it's you're speaking to one person. You're speaking right. to one personality. You're speaking to one set of challenges and pain points. Mm-hmm. And so when you do that, you can speak and solve those problems specifically. And yeah, the, the thing is, there are so many other people out there who have those same challenges. And when they hear it, it's almost as if you are reading their mind.
1: Right. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Is Mari in my kitchen? Is she yeah, saying yeah. exactly what I'm suffering with? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I need to listen to her.
1: She might be able to read read my mind and then like, you know, the struggle I had with my three-year-old, whatever, last night.
0: Right. So that is awesome. Congratulations <laughs> with that. Thank you. Thank you. And the second thing um, that you mentioned that I thought was really interesting and I'd love for you to share is um, that people need to stop focusing on the number of subscribers, or listening to crickets or others opinions. I mean, there's a lot in there. There's a lot in there that this, that could be an episode all in itself. So yeah, um, perhaps we can come back and talk about it at length, but tell me um, what was your um, realization about that?
1: So when Basically, when I focus on these numbers, I was doing two things. Um, number one, kind of re- reinforcing I'm not good enough, not mm. as good as it could be before it all happened. By doing that, I was like, okay, well, I'm not good enough. Let's not even bother, mm. you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: and um, so it was like defeating its purpose. And then I, even though only by showing up and then doing more videos and then shows and then all that, I will be able to achieve my goal. Before before anything germinates, I was basically like plucking all the all of it as a weed, or like, yeah, this is gonna die, whatever.
0: Yeah, and I love that analogy. It's the um, planting a seed, and giving it a little bit of water and then mm-hmm. looking at it, it's like why have not sprouted even, yet? you know
1: i wasn't even giving enough water you know oh. to patients and then like nurturing to my own seed i'm planting or like you yeah. know not good enough you know uh soil and everything i mean these things are important but then i i i feel like i had been a little too impatient mm-hmm. you know yeah. In that. And um, so at the beginning, I'm I decide I mean, it's not I'm not saying that these these numbers are not, you know, important, but then focusing that and then obsessed about it and then using it as an excuse to stop.
0: Yes. Yes. That that, that's idea. huge. That's huge. When, when I'm getting a noticing- little smarter, you know. Yep. You're getting a little smarter. And I think everybody sort of has to figure this out for themselves because it's an internal shift. Um, You know, logically, I think they know these things. um, But until they have that shift themselves, it's sort of like, oh, yeah, yeah, the numbers don't matter, don't matter, don't matter. But I still feel like crap on the inside. Right. Let me ask you, what did you notice when you shifted from focusing on the subscribers, noticing the crickets, worrying about others' opinions, to focusing only on what you could directly control and focusing on your own performance and the information that you shared?
1: Um, What I notice is that by stop focusing on something I cannot control, I mean, you know, you, could influence the number of subscribers and everything by promoting more and everything, but then you can only influence and then it may happen, it may not. So by not focusing or I can even use the word obsessed about it mm. and then just really focusing on like, okay, no matter what, I'm just going to do the video a week. And then, um, you know, it's, it's still hard because I feel like nothing is like taking off yet but then you know by doing that I feel more comfortable as a content creator
0: Yes, and then
1: I would be able to focus on the progress because that's only when I would be able to make something good enough for a lot of people to appreciate and then share with other people you know what I mean and Mm. then you know, I tend to think like, oh, yeah, I mean, I have this great idea whatever. But then how about, you know, like, is your thumbnail good enough? Is your title good enough? Is it short enough so people are willing to watch it? You know, these things are, is, I, I have to go through all the mistakes so that I would know what to
0: focus. Yeah. 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 And I, from... What I've seen with others and with what I've seen in my own growth and development as a content creator, because I create podcasts, I do lives on Facebook, um, and is that once I stopped focusing on the number of plays, the number of watches, the number of subscribers, Mm -hmm. number
1: comments, reviews, number
0: of comments, numbers Mm -hmm. of likes, all of those things that sort of make us all feel warm and fuzzy, somebody's watching and coming to the understanding that it doesn't matter if anyone shows up, that it doesn't matter if anybody watches. Mm -hmm. When I came to that understanding and just started creating from the joy of creating, Mm -hmm. from the joy of recording video, recording audio about topics that I'm passionate about, Mm -hmm. that's when both the quality of my content improved and my enjoyment of it improved. Mm -hmm. And then people started watching, people started commenting, people started Mm -hmm. interacting and engaging with what I created. Yeah.
1: I think these things kind of come through in your, you know, content, communication, how, how present you are in front of the uh, microphone or camera or whatever. And, um, I don't know if you know Julia Cameron. She wrote a very famous book called The Artist's Way. And then one of my favorite quotes there is, you take care of the quantity, the God takes care of the quality. Because if we try to take care of the quality too much, that make us into this perfection. So, you know, analysis paralysis, and then nothing give, ever goes up. You know love that. Now, I love that. Well, yes,
0: and um, the artist way I had um, decades ago, I used that decades ago. I love that book.
1: Yeah, and um, you know another thing I wanted to say was that um, even though the video I just released have, I don't know, like 20 views or whatever right now, because it's and then also uh, so is the podcast. Be- unlike Facebook, which everything is like pushed down and pushed down and then people never see it again, things like podcasts or YouTube videos, people could come back and then watch it years from now or like listen to it years from now, and then that could end up with millions of you know views or play or whatever you the you know unit you use. So, you know, you just need to be patient and then keep working at it.
0: One of the other things, because you're absolutely right. One of the other things I love about that is that people can follow along and see how you grow and become better, smoother, more professional, Mm -hmm. more engaging. Mm -hmm. And I think people like that because they're sort of following your progress as you grow into being a content creator. Mm -hmm. And it's really a sign of vulnerability, Mm -hmm. um, being the real you people don't want to interact with somebody who's fake, who's, um, perhaps too high on a pedestal that they can't be like, that they can't cook like, Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I, I love everything about that. Yeah. Okay. And so Tell me you we just were just talking about we were just talking about YouTube and you were talking about creating videos. Tell me about your new YouTube channel.
1: Oh yeah, so um, yeah, so I created a new new YouTube channel about two months ago. I will be starting um, weekly live show soon. With like weekly tips and then like some guests and like Q and As and
0: So Mari, what do you have coming up in the next 12 months? What exciting uh, thing do you have so, coming up?
1: Yeah, so I am doing a healthy cooking challenge in January because everybody wants to start eating healthy. Yeah, so smart I time really to do it. Help people to, yeah, like really get into the gear early in the year. And then you know, we feel like twenty twenty one is a really a reset year, right? So yeah. So um, yeah. So that's uh, that's planned. And then um, weekly live YouTube show, in addition to regular edited YouTube videos with tips and guests and Q and A and everything. So I hope that um, people will join me as a guest or for the Q and A and everything because I really love helping people one-on-one. And um, I I would like to create at least 60 minimum, ideally about 100 videos by the end of next year. And, um, you know, create, at some point, I want to create an online course or group program or membership type of thing. But again, it's really depending on how many you know, subscriber and then all that I have. So that is a little bit lower
0: on my list. So that's pretty exciting. You've got a lot on your plate. You got a lot planned, Um, but I can totally see you creating those 60 to hundred YouTube videos. I can certainly see you doing that. And um, I I love that you're doing your workshop in um, January and, and listeners. Check the show notes because you'll find all of that information right there.
1: Yep. And I hope you join.
0: Mari, it's been such a pleasure to interview you again. Thank you so much for joining me.
1: Thank you so much, Trina. I really, really enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed every time opportunity I get to connect with you. So invite me anytime.
0: I will. I will. Hey, folks, Mari is giving away her Meals Made Easy. A $79 value for free as a holiday gift to her subscribers. So sign up from mariosuzuki.com or click the link in the show notes. In my next episode, I talk again with Jay Butler. Jay Butler is an award-winning certified professional life coach and business performance consultant, and she helps her clients with system streamlining, wealth consciousness, and hyper-productivity. We talk about being fearless in sales and so much more. It's a powerful episode and a fantastic conversation, folks. So stay tuned. You don't want to miss it. Hey, thanks for listening. I truly hope you got something out of this episode that you can immediately implement in your life or business. If so, one of the easiest ways you can help me and multiply your impact is to please subscribe, rate and review this podcast and help me reach other heart-centered and socially conscious entrepreneurs like you. I also have a special invitation to share with you. If you are a coach who wants to identify your self-worth, break through limiting beliefs and overcome energetic blocks, to scale to consistent 5k plus months, I invite you to book a call with me. We'll have an intimate conversation about you, your business, and what's holding you back from scaling to consistent 5k plus months in your coaching business. If you still need more help at the end of the call, and it makes sense to both of us, we'll talk about what it would look like to work together. If this sounds good to you, click the book Trina link in the show notes. Thanks again for listening and stay tuned for next week. And remember, be awesome.